this is the third time we've tried this. If this doesn't work this time, you guys, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so on our special 100th episode for part two, we have an interview with Mayor Don Walters. Mayor, thank you for sitting with me again. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I'm always happy to talk about Cuyahoga Falls. So how long have, I know you were on city council before that, before this, how long have you been mayor of Cuyahoga Falls? So I'm in my 10th year, and I was on city council for 12 years, council president and a lifetime resident. I have to give away my age. I'll be 60 in less than a month. So I've been here 59 years as of now. Wow. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> We had you on our fifty, our episode number fifty, and live at the Junks Building. That was about two years ago, and back then we were talking about you know opening up Front Street, and now it's been five years that Front Street has been back open to the public, and this is probably one of your many shining accomplishments as mayor. I gotta say. Right. Well. Front Street is very exciting, but there was a whole lot of work that went into it. So when I became mayor, it was in pretty bad shape down there. It was kind of blighted. There weren't very many businesses, if any. And all we had was this big festival on Friday nights, and then everyone went home. So we knew that we had to renovate it because all the stars had a line. And what I mean by that is Chapel Hill was failing, and people were loving the historic downtowns. So everything was right, but we had to make sure that we did our research and we added all the proper amenities and get the public involved so they were actually involved in the planning process. And especially now that, you know, around the time the front that you opened Front Street back up, Chapel Hill was kind of no was kind of gone by that point. I think we may we might have had one or two stores if that if it was even still open. Yeah, there wasn't much down there. So uh, when Chapel Hill closed, that was kind of the catalyst to push everyone back to the small downtowns. Um, you still have Summit Mall. I think they'll survive for a while. But they said as far as indoor shopping malls, only the strong will survive. It's just a thing of the past. So we had to make sure we did it right, as I mentioned. So we hired a consultant. And we said, take a look at our community, at the region, at the downtown, and tell us if this is a good idea. So he took quite a while, took weeks, maybe months. And he came back and he said, yes, I think it'll work down here. He said, if you do it right. I said, well, geez, what does that mean? So more on that in one second. But he had mentioned that we had all the ingredients for a great downtown. We had Route 8, which carries an average of 85,000 cars a day right through our city with nine exits. Those are customers. We have the beautiful Cuyahoga River, which is very clean now. We have three parking decks with 650 free spots. And we're a very safe city, so you don't have to worry about being walking, walking around at night alone or, or after dark. But he said you have to do it right. And what he meant by that was you need public buy-in. So we had meeting after meeting after meeting. We even took a bus trip, and we went to Valparaiso, Indiana, South Bend, Indiana, and Oak Park, Illinois. We chartered a bus. We took the Chamber of Commerce. We took business owners. We took residents. We took city council. So we could learn from those other cities I met with the other mayors, and I said, hey, tell me what you did wrong. What would you do differently so I can learn from your mistakes? And so anyhow, we came back, and we had all the public meetings, and the final product that you see down there, which is just turning five years old, has been wildly successful, and I, I attribute a lot of that 
is because we got the public involved. So the public is very proud of it and they're happy to support it. How has the addition how has the additional tax revenue from Front Street uh, helped the help the city since then? Well, it's been massive. So we set a record this year, uh, highest re revenue we've ever had in Cuyahoga Falls. And with that, we like to provide better services. So we can hire more firefighters, police, which we've done, hired more people in our park system. So we're not a bank. You know, when we get more money, that's great, but we don't hoard it. We don't. We save enough for a rainy day, but we also spend it back on the residents the best way we see. And so we've had added employees and added a lot of amenities with that revenue. One of the things downtown, actually two of the things downtown, one is we've got a new boardwalk coming. Uh, what looks like the timeline, I, I, I know there's currently working on the designs for that, correct? They are. Well, the design, the basic design is done. We're actually meeting with the architects now, and that's where they put everything on paper, blueprints, if you will. And then the construction company takes the blueprints and they build what is on paper. So I met with them last week. We were down there. We walked the entire length of it. So the lower boardwalk is still open. The majority of it is still open. That will be rebuilt and that will remain. The boardwalk that's closed, which is closest to Broad Boulevard, which normally has a staircase that takes you underneath Broad Boulevard to avoid all those lanes of traffic, that is closed. That will be rebuilt. But in addition, there's going to be a new feature. So it's going to be the upper river walk. So a lot of the trees and brush will be cleared. So you still have the beautiful views of the river from the upper portion. And what I mean by that is behind the stage, there's about a 12 foot wide concrete path. It does narrow as it meanders along the river by Burntwood Tavern, comes out by the condos on Oakwood, by Summit DD. That's going to be all be widened. So you're going to have a new upper boardwalk with overlook points with huge, huge family-sized swings where you can have your whole family on a swing and look out over the river. So that's going to be the new feature is the upper river walk. There'll also be points of interest as you make your way along there. And it'll form a perfect loop with our downtown. So you can come down Front Street all the way down along the river and continue on. Nice. I know that has, I've talked to a lot of people who really enjoy the many different walking paths that we have downtown and especially a lot of the signs that are along it every time i you know i'm just walking through and it's like oh i haven't noticed that one yet yeah so the river is very important to us so as you know the kayaking has really exploded the inner tubing on the river is just unbelievable how many people utilize that we now have rock climbing and actually this week on wednesday i will be in the river panning for gold Believe it or not, there's gold in Ohio. When the glaciers came down and then retreated, they brought gold down from Canada and left a lot of deposits here. It's actually a fairly common element. Uh, we're going to go find it. So it is in the creek streams and rivers in Ohio. I've got a panning for gold kit. I've done all my research, and we're going to be in the river on Wednesday. And I guarantee you, if we find gold, we'll be calling the Cleveland news stations, and they'll be down here. We'll have to build hotels and restaurants for the gold rush of 23. Let's hope the weather cooperates on Wednesday for that to happen. Right. Uh, and speaking of the creeks and the water uh, and kayaking for that, the Gorge Project is still in the process, working on uh, removing the sediment 
from underneath the gorge right now. Yeah, it's actually started. So the first step in this process is to prepare a spot for the sediment. And that's going on right now. That's in the city of Akron. It's the old Cascade Valley Park, which at one point was a landfill. So that's where the sediment will go. And that's gonna be probably about a year and a half to remove the sediment. Once that's gone, tearing down the dam is the easy part. You can have a floating barge and you just chomp away at the top and haul away the concrete. That's the easy part. But removing the sediment is going to take quite some time. So we're hoping late 2025, early 2026, it'll be totally gone. And then Mother Nature will have to fill in all the banks, which will be exposed and let that naturalize. But yeah, it's going to be great for kayakers. In fact, probably nothing east of the Mississippi even close to that stretch that no, we'll have. No, no. Yeah, it's gonna be a few, it's gonna be a while away, but are we going to have another dam cam like the last one? I'm sure I'm sure that we will. Uh, somewhere in Summit Metro Parks, we'll have a cam down oh, there. Oh, good, good. Um, speaking of uh, kayaking, as one of the big tourist spot things to do here, uh, Calga Falls is also you've been very adamant about being a very bicycle friendly town. Yes, and I mentioned the inner tubing, the kayaking, the rock climbing. Well, we need to be very intentional to get the bicyclists here, make it safe for them, make it a place where they can park their bikes. So we're working on the South Front Street redesign. So it's going to match the two blocks to the north. So from the Sheraton all the way to the gorge is going to be developed next year. So you'll see the similar type of street lights and planters and everything that we have in the other two blocks so it will match. But in that, between the fire station and the Jenks building, there's a parking lot and there's a double wide or triple wide tree on there. That's gonna be converted into a bicycle park. There'll be seating, there'll be racks, there'll be a bicycle repair station. So as you know, on the corner of Portage and Front, we have Pedal Park, sorry, we have Paddle Park, and here we'll have Pedal Park. Okay. So it'll be a bicycle theme park. Well, this, is this over by the art installation? That's there in the corner of the lot? It'll be, yeah, but on the Front Street side. Okay. So that's back towards 2nd Street. Yes. This will be on the Front Street. But in the, the tree lawns will go away, and that'll be converted into a bicycle park. Oh, wonderful. And that definitely, down on that area, with the exception of High Ridge Glens, there isn't a lot of spots to stop and sit down and enjoy the streets. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be very nice. The police are doing... Police. The fire are doing a fire memorial next to the fire station right there, and that should be in place next year as well. It'll be oh, really wonderful. nice. Uh, some other projects that you've got going on right now. There's been a lot of plans uh, for a while with Front Street, and sorry, there's been a lot of plans going on for a while with State Road plus the Bailey Northmoreland projects, and not to mention the Merriman Valley uh, projects going on down there. Uh, that Merriman Valley has been going on, well, we were talking about it the last time you were on the show. So this is how long that one's been going on. Yeah, actually, that's finally come to fruition. So the new zoning code has been put to paper after numerous public meetings. So we're starting to roll that out to the public before it would ever go to Planning Commissioner City Council. We want to reveal what the consultant has come up with, but it's still early on, and we want to hear from the public on how should that look in the valley. We can still make changes. Uh, to protect the national park, we, we are the gateway down there, so we want to make sure it's smart development. So that's in the works. The South State Road, we've already worked on some branding 
and logos and things like that, but we also want to see what should that look like design-wise. Um, do we want wider sidewalks? We want it more walkable, bikeable, bike lanes. So that's going to happen. We've already hired a company to look at that entire from Portage Crossing to the city of Akron and also the Bailey North Moreland corridor. Same thing. We want an expert to come in and give us ideas on what we can do to give that a shot in the arm as well because that's a great area. Very dense population around there. We just want to make sure that it suits them and it, it serves their needs. It needs to be what the public in that that live in that area want. Sure. Um, one of my last questions here is something that I just discovered within the last you know month or so that Clogger Falls has a radio station, WCFL. CFI. CF oh, CFI. Okay, I I always miss it when they say it you know uh, during the in between songs and it's like wait what is that. CFL makes sense. Cog <laughs> of Falls. Um, I know the radio station started off a lot with the schools. Um, it doesn't seem like that anymore. No, the schools kind of got away from their broadcasting classes, but we did share it with them. We own the license. We have the studio here, and they were welcome to use that. They're not using it so much right now, so we have a great playlist that we have. Uh, great music, actually. So... When I'm driving in my car, I'll be flipping through the stations, listening, trying to find a good song, and I'll have that on sometimes, not knowing, and then I'll hear my voice and just about crash my car. So to spin off of that, we would like you to be a DJ. And all you have to do is go to our website, and there's instructions how you can give us a statement on why you love Cuyahoga Falls. We will invite you into the studio. We'll get some cool pictures with you behind the microphone, and then you can record your clip and you'll be able to hear yourself on 96.1 WCFI. That's wonderful. I actually just got a response last week, and I'm going to come in in a couple of weeks to record one for, to record one myself. That's awesome. Uh, I'll be listening for you. At <laughs> <laughs> this station, they all, there's always something like I never know what to expect. So. Yeah, really, it's a great playlist. If there's any downside is we don't have a ton of power. So if you go too far outside of our city, you lose yeah. reception. But if you're here, you can get it in your car, in your house, all through Cuyahoga Falls. Yeah, there, it's weird. I've noticed in Brimfield, you can sometimes get it, but then Stowe, it'll cut out before you hit Stowe Kent. Yeah. And I, I, it's like, that's weird. Brimfield's a little bit further, but okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, Don Walters, thank you for sitting with me today. Well, and. So far, the recorder is still showing that we're talking. I am keeping my fingers crossed that it works this time. <laughs> right, so try and come down. We're celebrating our fifth birthday this week, but if not, stop down downtown. Uh, I say if you haven't been downtown lately, you haven't been downtown. No. Well, and it keeps changing. Every time I turn around, there's a new business opening up. Yeah, it's so. a lot of fun. All right, well, we'll see everyone next time. FallsCast is a production of the Falls Free Press in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Please check out the Falls Free Press at fallsfreepress.com or on social media at facebook.com slash fallsfreepress. We thank you for listening to this episode, which was recorded and edited by Bart Sullivan. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell your Cuyahoga Falls friends and family so they can listen as well.